podcast of all time this is champs in the making where we have made a bracket of every pokemon that has ever existed and are putting them up in battles head to head one-on-ones to scientifically find out the best pokemon every two weeks we gather up an assortment of hosts from the orange groves and cut a bloody path through the pokedex come listen to me defend the rights of crustacean-based pokemon is a perfect little baby and i will not stand for anything else Deciduize the best fucking Pokemon because he looks like Robin Head. Shout some about why your favorite Pokemon is the best. Put them forward and insult Ambipom every two weeks, only on the Orange Groves. Uh, Puchina is the best, and my friends already knocked Mightyena out, which I'm sad about. So now we're truly just living on the edge. Argonauts podcast where every week Andrew tries to solve an argument. I tell him how he should have done it instead, except Andrew's not here this week, so I don't know why I said any of that. I am Marn. Uh, I am your host for this week. Andrew is out of town, uh, and with me is my very good friend Blake. Hi. It's and been about a year. It has been. <laughs> Time for my annual Argonauts uh, guest guest episode it has been almost exactly a year and three months since blake was last invited onto this podcast (laughs) and as you may have guessed it is because i this week messaged andrew and was like what what if we finish ben drowned and then I got very sick at the beginning of this week. Oh, no. uh, and then Andrew was like, well, I'm going to be out of town this weekend, so why don't you, like, text Blake and see if Blake wants to finish talking about Bedrod? And I was like, that's a very good <laughs> idea. I will, I will, in fact, call my good friend Blake, who lives five minutes down the road, to come over to my apartment and talk about Bedrod. And now I'm in your home. <laughs> Now Blake's in my home. I've never recorded an in-person Argonaut, so this feels a little bit like... Like we've transitioned to doing like a like a late night talk show. <laughs> <laughs> I I was genuinely thinking like, huh? I should I bring beer? <laughs> <laughs> we have drinks in the fridge. <laughs> I'm also used to doing it like sitting at the desk or the table, mm-hmm. and now we are sitting on couches. I this is a very relaxed vibe for Argonauts. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Just a just a nice cozy little podcast about binge round. <laughs> this is like how I'm used to recording Dead Letter Society because I recorded a bunch of those episodes like in person with people. But yeah, I've never recorded Argonauts like with a with an actual physical human being <laughs> in, the, in the room. <laughs> it's extra weird because I am just going to be reading off my laptop this whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. We tried to figure out where we left off last time because it has been a, almost exactly a year. And actually, did I say April 9th was the was the was when the episode came out? That sounds about right. Yeah, it's been exactly a year and three months. It is July 9th, the day that we're recording this. It is July 9th. Oh my god, it's July. <laughs> I know. Where is the time gone? A pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> 
So... So you said Ben Drowned finished. Yes. In the ben, meanwhile. Ben Drowned finished on Halloween of last year. Are we sure? Yes. Because Alex Hall, as I've said before on this podcast, has transitioned to becoming a crypto person and he now makes NFTs. Ah. Uh. <laughs> If you go on his Twitter now, it is literally all crypto memes. That's the, that's the I might actually start crying. That's the saddest ending to this energy I could have imagined. That's one of the reasons I've been so excited to talk about this. <laughs> because I keep springing up people. What's what's his Twitter? Oh god, what is it? Oh, this is gonna be terrible for podcasting, but I have to know. <laughs> it is Alexander D. Hall on Twitter. And I think he did make Ben Drowned NFTs. Like I I recall that somebody linked that to Oh, me. I don't like that I pulled it up in the profile photos of Pepe with glasses. Yeah. It's it's pretty bad. Profile, crypto and tech investor, currently working in fintech, author, Ben Drown 2010, plus Awakening 2020. My tweet's not... What? Mm? Mm. I don't like the, the Ben Drown guy. Was he in fintech before? I guess? Was this a recent switch? <laughs> it's, like, real odd to pivot straight from, like, Nintendo 64 YouTube horror... To crypto. Oh, Marn, these memes are terrible. I know! <laughs> these memes are abysmal! <laughs> what in the goddamn? The funniest thing about this is that you know this. I don't think this came up on the podcast at any point, but I've spent a good chunk of the last year learning the financial markets, which means I've had to deal with crypto bros and, like, my crash course on Bitcoin. <laughs> so I'm seeing this. It feels like the thing that is not my day job, but that it could have been called my day job, just crept up on me while I was sitting on your couch and hit me <laughs> in the head with a brick. <laughs> ne- never in my darkest nightmares could I have imagined, oh, okay, yeah, like, let me let me hop in the car, like, drive five minutes down the road, let's go hang out at mines, let's record a podcast episode, and then I'd be looking at Bitcoin memes. I'm so glad in, that in I what somehow... fucking world? <laughs> I'm so glad that I somehow had managed not to tell you this until we were on the air. <laughs> in what fucking world? <laughs> Because it is legitimately my favorite thing to spring on people that the guy who made the Ben Drowned creepypasta is, like, deeply into Bitcoin farming now. I thought I was gonna come over, I thought I would sit on your couch, I thought I'd see the Ben (laughs) Drowned face and cry a little bit on your couch. I didn't think I'd have to think about El Salvador and Bitcoin. This is a bit- this is awful. (laughs) The vibes of this- Oh my god, Mar, for the love of God, tell me about Ben Drowned. It, so it's done. It's done? I feel worse knowing that Alex Hall has listened to at least one of our episodes on Ben Drowned and might listen to this. Well, 
I'm gonna tell them, Alex Hall, if you're listening, I should not have had to look at your Twitter and see, uh, the same crypto memes Elon Musk was posting. Oh my god. Yeah. Man, I guess after Argonauts is over, I'm just gonna have to pivot really hard to- No. (laughs) Don't you dare. I couldn't even finish the joke. Don't you- Don't even joke about that. I literally couldn't even finish the joke. If, Mart, if you looked me in the eyes and seriously <laughs> said the word Ethereum, I don't even know how the I don't even know how the fucking cryptocurrency is pronounced. If you Dogecoin I'm gonna pivot to Dogecoin Blake. I'm going home. <laughs> hey, this was a fun episode. Glad to be on. I'll never be on again. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. This always happens when Andrew asks me to have a guest. <laughs> they leave ten minutes into the episode. Oh man. So um, we were trying before uh we started recording. <laughs> You're good. This one's gonna take some time to process. You keep going. You keep going. Stop. I'm here. I'm listening. Stop looking at his Twitter. I can't. <laughs> so we were trying to figure out before we started recording this um what the last thing we talked about was, and I realized with my like hindsight knowledge of what happened in Midround that, uh, spoiler alert, none of it actually matters because, and I haven't told you this part because this happened after we recorded last time, Alex Hall put out a bunch of videos that we have already talked about that have text logs in them of someone living during a vaguely post-apocalypse that happened when there was a pandemic. <laughs> right, yes, yes. Okay, this I remember. Yeah. The, the, I don't know if we'd call this the B-plot or the C-plot. Yeah, it was like there... So the, the Legend of Zelda videos kept going up, and then there was like B-plot videos that were all text files, and it was about this guy named Jadis who was living... Like, in the aftermath of a global pandemic, and on April 19th, this, like, text video comes out, and it's, like, Jadis talking to his friend, who is, like, a government agent in a coffee shop, who is, like, there's going to be, like, there's there's a virus that's happening, there's going to be riots about, like, social justice riots and the cities are going to go on lockdown and martial law and you need to get out of the city. Get- Mar, <laughs> I, I need you to know, knowing, knowing that Alex Hall's a Bitcoin guy has changed my entire perspective on everything you just said. Right! So this came out in April 2020 and then, like, a month later... Obviously, like, this started to happen in real life, and Alex Hall, like, I think came out of his Patreon and was like, 
I'm gonna be real, I wrote a bunch of this, like, a, a year or two ago, before the pandemic, and before the riots were happening, and a lot of this is very scarily close to what's actually going on right now, so I am scrapping this entire plot line. Okay, yeah, alright, you know what, good on him for that. <laughs> so, forget everything you know. Okay. <laughs> so the B-plot just stopped. Like, the last thing in the B-plot was that, and then there was, like, a text file that came up on the, like, Methods of Revolution website that was, like, oh, the pandemic, like, caused half the country to, like, become unemployed, and everyone is just prioritizing their, like, essential food and supplies, and we're heading towards another Great Depression, and... Like, people are realizing that, like, they have this, like, the lockdown is, like, shattering their sense of, like, what is societally acceptable or not. And, like, there are these riots going on in Seattle and supply chains are being disrupted. And then Alex Hall was like, guys, the, I, I accidentally wrote a real-life thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if this makes me more or less wary of Bitcoin as a store of currency. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the last thing uh, that happened in in that like text file that was like was like please be cryptocurrency, please be cryptocurrency. No, it's not. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse. How is it worse? It was like, hey, the government's coming out with a vaccine. Don't get it though. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And then Alex was like, oh, I, I fucked up, guys. <laughs> oh my god. So in the, in the, like, two weeks after we last checked up on this, I see, I see Ben Drowned just went on one for a quick minute. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. So the, the thing that happened that was actually plot relevant after the, mm -hmm. after the episode came out was on um, April 11th. There was a new video that was set to, to upload, and the title kept changing from... It changed from calbris.wmv to father.wmv to they don't need to see this, and then it changed to stop uploading this, um, and then it eventually returned to normal, and then it changed to he is already dead, this doesn't matter, they don't need to see this, and then it changed back to normal. <clears throat> And then it was removed from the channel, but a different video called The Father was set to premiere. Um, oh, I'm looking over your shoulder and I don't like that thumbnail. It's not good. Um, and the description of it in binary was the last missing video. Um, and it was tweeted out with the text, the final missing video from Jaducible before he died. Oh no, he died. He did die. No, he didn't. So I think this is, like, the first thing that officially canonized that Jaducible did actually die. Rip to a real one? Question <laughs> mark? And it is a video of him playing the game, obviously. Uh, and he gets a message that says, Stop exploring before it is too late. You're going to wake him up. And he gets another message that says, You are digging too deep. Turn back now. Uh, and the file names changed to children and please. 
and he gets another message that says, everything is deconstructing. Um, and as he's doing this, like, the game keeps resetting and getting more and more glitchy. Uh, and then he restarts again, and he gets a message that just says, I found you. Um, and a face shows up on the screen. Like is, it it, the, is it the scary man face? It is the scary man face. Show me the scary man face. I promise I won't piss on your couch. <laughs> it's just like a scary guy that- I don't like that scary man face! Put it away, please! <laughs> it's just... I regret asking! <laughs> it's just like a scary man that, they, that he made an art breeder. And he, like, attacks the face and then it eats him. God, I'm glad I'm not watching these videos. <laughs> yeah, I'm intentionally not showing the videos to you, but you can see a still image of the scary man face. <laughs> feel free to show feel free to show me the spicy ones if you want. <laughs> I might cry on your couch, but it's fine. And then the Methods of Revolution website up up uh opened again, because mm-hmm. it would it would lock down when it wasn't in use. Um it, so what they find in the directories? So they found um, there was a poll titled "Awaken the Second Player," and there were only two choices: yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a page that had new text that said, "I will show you Deducible's final moments before he died. The one video you never saw. I knew that they would have a second player soon. It was almost his time to come too, but now he wouldn't be alone. He's going to be in danger uh, because of what they did." There were a couple pages in binary that just had kind of, like, half sentences. Uh, There was a page that had a binary code that translated to a visionaire cipher with the key of deducible, and it translated to, it's another number 53, it's another 53, there is so much I need to communicate with you. And then the banner changed to have uh, to say emergency transmission and have the same binary in it. Uh, and then it changed to say, you need to use this somewhere. I'm running out of time. 15-ish minutes later, it changed to uh, the the website locked down mm-hmm. and had the text up that said, almost had it, maybe a clue is left somewhere. And then the text disappeared and they were able to see that the poll... Uh, had ended 70-30 in favor of, yes, Awaken the Second Player. Introduce me to this player, too. (laughs) So, on April 23rd, a video was uploaded called... Mega Man X. (laughs) Called Methods of Revolution Day 1. Very close. Uh, Methods of Revolution, I believe, was... what's that thumbnail? Is that scary? It's just a mannequin head. Ah, that's not scary. Methods of Revolution, I believe, uh, was supposed to be the name of the the game. Maybe that's not true. And I'm I'm actually gonna play you this video because mm-hmm. you have to you have to simply imagine going from oh okay it's Majora's Mask time it's the haunted cartridge videos and and whatnot and okay, we're getting these, like, post-apocalyptic text logs. Uh, you just, you have to imagine, well, maybe I won't play you this whole video because it's 18 minutes long, <laughs> but, like, going from going from that to, like, to being like, oh, there's a new, there's a new video premiering. I wonder what it's going to be. Probably more Nintendo 64 footage. 
Okay, this looks like a bathroom and not the Nintendo Wii I was expecting. <laughs> That's a real human man hand. Real human hand man is in a empty bathroom? Yeah. For a second I was going to say, Marn, is this PT? But it's not. I can tell it's not. It's too clean. <laughs> that toilet's too clean. <laughs> It'd be really funny if he pivoted to like, oh, it's a haunted PT cartridge. God. It does look like PT, though, you're right. So I take it the vibe here is that our second player just woke up in an apartment? I Don't he, let him hear you. He is in a hotel room, I believe. It's, well, it's a dorm room, but you're expected to believe yeah. that it's a hotel room. Like, this is so very clearly a yeah. dorm room, I can feel it in my bones, but, like, hotel is the vibe. Look through the screen. Show me the, show me his face. Show me the Ben face. Show me, show me a Majora's mask face. Mar, I want this video to end with the shot of a Nintendo 64 so badly. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, please. Alright, I'm not making you watch all 18 minutes of this video. It's basically... I... <laughs> show, show me the ending where it... Where he opens a door and sitting at a table is just a Nintendo 64. We'll get there. Holy so, shit. Basically, it is an 18 minute video of this dude exploring this room. It's like, it's shot in first person. Like, you see his, you do see his real man hands. There are notes on the, uh, on like a notepad in the desk that says like, if you're reading this, I'm sorry. I don't know where we are. Time is wrong here. Haven't eaten in days. Haven't needed to. He won't let me leave. Always watching. There's another voice across the hall. They are crying, begging, pounding. They won't stop. Begging to leave. He hears them. He's coming. Voice is gone now. It's just me. This has to be a dream. Clock doesn't move. No sun, no moon. New voices farther away. They need to be silent. He will hear them. Where is he? They are banging on doors, screaming. He hasn't come for them. Marking days by the sound of new voices. He's back today. Why not yesterday? I see other doors. He silences the voices. Not every day. The last page of the notebook says, I'm waiting for them to leave. If you take my place, stay silent and wait. Um, and there are, are other papers on the desk that say, Who is he? And on the sixth day. And there's also a Bible. There are more notes. Uh, the clock is stuck at 423. Nice. Uh, he finds a knife. Oh, he looks through the people at one point and sees a guy in, in a gas mask, runs away, and then he hears a voice on the radio, and I'm actually going to try and find that part rather than, like, fucking read you the dialogue. Well, there's the gas mask guy. That's a gas mask guy. Now, I, I understand why it didn't happen. I do feel like that was a poor... But that was a missed opportunity to just print out a bin face mask out of, like, paper mache. <laughs> it's true. So. So, I. Did that voice say that its name was Gamel? Abel. Abel. So this is where the third part of Ben Drown starts to get a little bit insane. <laughs> okay. Art, <Our>, Marn. <laughs> you... Ben Drown got insane when it came back after a decade. Correct. <laughs> you can't just say that unless you're about to tell me they went back in time. 
Don't worry about that yet. (laughs) Okay. Don't worry about that yet. (laughs) Don't worry about it yet. So I'm worrying about it now. (laughs) So uh, this guy named Abel starts talking to the this like new second player over the radio and is like, hey, don't try to leave your room. Like the jailer, the gas mask guy will get Mm -hmm. you. You're basically in this halfway house that is completely cut off from the outside world. If you try to leave via the window or the door, you will be terminated immediately. And goes on to say that this person, this main character's consciousness is a is comprised of several hundred people. From the St. Louis incident. From the St. Louis, yeah. So, I forget exactly what the St. Louis incident is in the, in the context of, uh, of Ben Drowned. I forget if they ever explain it. I think it's supposed to be, like, a riot that happened. Mm-hmm. But, essentially, in the meta, what they're saying is... Hey, players. Yeah. You are, you are looking through this person. Yeah. Maybe don't get them killed. <laughs> like, hey, this person is literally a blank slate that you are now controlling. And it will be really funny if you try to leave the room and die. But also maybe don't do that. Yeah. There, there was a dig at like, I, you know, the they just keep pushing and pushing, and they don't really have much concern for human life, yeah. which is the most, like, pointing, like, the, the most, like, looking directly into the camera and saying, hey, players, maybe don't do X, Y, and Z things that I've ever heard. Yeah. It was, literally, Alex Hall just looking directly into the camera and being like, remember that time you got, like, a bunch of NPCs killed? Maybe don't do that this time. <laughs> I have bad news about what happens to this guy. Imme- let me guess. Immediately goes outside. Or immediately starts, like, making a big racket gets killed. Yeah. Did it, did it even take a week? I think it took slightly longer than that. Um, was it was it literally at first opportunity killed? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh god damn it! I love ARG players. I love ARG players so much. I don't know why I thought that that wouldn't be the case. <laughs> For a split second, I thought, "Oh wow, I can't believe they'll take the warning." Why would I think they took the warning? <laughs> I wouldn't have took taken the warning. So, also, there's a spectrogram hidden in this video that says, I've given you all I can to break free. Look closely. It's not just how to break free, but when. Don't be too hasty. Smash cut to them being hasty. (laughs) What happened next? On April 29th, Methods of Revolution Day 3 was uploaded. Um, and this... So this is ten days later? Uh, this is... Let's see. Six days later. Okay. Um, but technically, day three of this, like, protagonist guy yeah. being in in this, like, mm-hmm. hotel. Uh, he... And the last video was day one? Day one, okay. yes. And this video is, uh, he wakes up, uh, he hears a woman screaming in the room next door to his, um, and knocking on on the door and on the wall. She starts talking to herself. And screaming and saying, like, where am I? And, and whatever. And he hears, I think, 
or he he writes her a note um that says stop talking uh and puts it under the door and then she keeps screaming and he writes her a note that says he can hear you stop talking and she keeps screaming uh and then the you hear the the jailer the, gets her yeah the jailer gets her on the other side of the wall I will say though this is a good um this is a good setup I like this I like this arrangement the concept of the jailer and like the brief look is does fall somewhere on the fucked up guy looking at you scale yeah uh, and then uh, Methods of Revolution unlocked right after this video was posted, and it contained a photo of the desk in the hotel room mm-hmm. that had descriptions of every single item on the desk. And people were like, oh, we're probably going to have to like pick these items for when we like take player two out in- into, the- into the hallway and whatnot. I'm pulling up the binge round wiki on my uh, <laughs> to get glimpses at some of these photos, and also to keep up the the fun little game mechanic from the last episode, where every once in a while I'd scroll a little too far and I'd see a scary image and scream. <laughs> oh, the Jaducible wiki. Yeah, I don't think it has a picture of that specifically of the uh, of the of the desk. But I can tell you they, uh... I don't like that in tra- in hitting this splash page, I see in navigation characters, and I see a, a human face put onto what looks like Saria. Yeah. I don't like it. So they chose the, um, the pen, the notepad and the pen, the flashlight, and the model head. And I believe the strategy behind choosing the model head was that they thought they would be able to use it as, like, a diversion Mm -hmm. if they had to, like, run from the jailer. Um, And so, player two... So the the next video goes up, which is Methods of Revolution Day 6, and people had decided that player two was going to leave on day six because they had the notes that said, like, on the sixth day, Mm -hmm. he picks up the notepad and pen, he grabs the flashlight, he grabs the model head, uh, and leaves the room. He makes it up to the second floor, um, and he hears voices behind the doors on the second floor. He goes into an unlocked room, uh, that has notes in it that say, so many voices up here, he hears their cries. Um, there's a map drawn uh on a piece of paper in the room that has uh a map of the first floor with like the laundry room uh there's yeah. a room labeled tools there's a bathroom there's a conference room there's a pool and a kitchen uh there's other notes that say is this my fault that i asked for this silence my life away every floor is a prison no escape that is not the way out i'm leaving the light on please let there be others like me follow me then he looks out the door and he turns his flashlight on and sees a shadowy figure in the hall and he decides to go back into the room. Hmm. And that is kind of where this segment of the choose your own adventure ends. Um, and, after, and that was day three? That was day six. Day six. Uh, that was May 9th. Um, okay, now I'm... Now I'm roughly with you on the wiki page. Yes. Uh, and then the map was uploaded 
to methodsofrevolution.com with the caption, I just signed up for this. I can't really remember who I was before this. Where am I? What is this place? And then on May 16th, uh, Methods of Revolution Day 11 was updated, was uploaded on YouTube, which is the... Wait, question. Yes. The scary man face I keep seeing, is that the father? Yes. Okay. Or it is assumed to be, yes. Um, I have, and... I have vague recollections from the last episode, given that it was a year ago, <laughs> but I remember not liking the words the father and not liking the scary man face. Good to know that those are similar related things. And there had been a poll on the website uh, after day six went up that said, when will you leave the room? And people had elected to wait five days in the room uh, before leaving. Um, And so day 11 was this video. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, player two... Leaves the room and, like, immediately gets got by the jailer. <laughs> Literally, like, leaves the room, turns around, and the jailer is right there, and he dies. And Mission then, complete. And then, the game. and then it cuts back to the original hotel room, and, uh, player three is here. <laughs> that's, that's one way of making sure that the arc, as you intended it, happens just saying ah well hopefully they won't try that again here's your do-over uh and she talks to abel who is a little bit a little bit angry who is like i don't know why i bother like talking to you people like you're just gonna wander off and do what what the fuck ever like (laughs) i don't i don't even know why every every single person tries to escape the room like i know i can't stop you (laughs) Staring directly into the camera saying, stop, try something else. Yeah, he literally says, um, I'm telling you this right now, point blank, you can't leave. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yeah, literally your job is just to sit in this room. Don't even worry about it. In, In the defense of these subjects, like, taking a moment to just think about them, I feel like I'd run eventually, too, because I feel like, okay, yeah, all, like, bodily functions are handled, don't have to worry about them. I feel like after, yeah, probably, like, 10 to 15 days of knowing that, like, I have the capability to, like, eat food and poop, but just not needing to, just not having, I feel like I'd go crazy. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, and, and, a- and Abel also says, like, so we know this is the same room because the, the objects that were in there are missing now. So, like, mm-hmm. the, the head and the, and the notebook and the pen. Um, and he also says at the end of the video, like, hey, just so you know, like, you won't be able to, to escape this time because one of the items that the last guy took with him is exactly the thing that let him sneak past the jailer on this floor, um, when he was leaving. Um, and it's not here now, and it was kind of cheating of him, so don't even worry about it, because you can't do it. Uh, there's also a cipher hidden in the spectrogram in binary, uh, that translates to visionaire, and then using the key able, uh, translates to you will be given, uh, which is a reference to a line from drowned.wmv, which is, 
You will be given one last chance back to where it all began. Come play with us. And then on May 23rd, uh, Methods of Revolution Day 21 was uploaded. Let's watch a little little video. Let's watch a little video. So yeah, so this began the sort of phase where Alex Hall was running, like, Choose Your Own Adventure polls on his Patreon to determine the trajectory of the ARG, which is very cool and will continue throughout the rest of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess because he tried to run them on the site, and I think it crashed the site. Mm -hmm. So So this is player three. Yeah. So, so this is player three, and then basically, like, after every video or after every couple videos, he would link a Patreon, like a, like a public Patreon poll in the, in the comments or in the Mm -hmm. description of the video and be like, hey, choose, choose what happens next. And people would go and vote. Hmm. I like the player three has a ring to signify that she's a lady. It's true. She has a name, we just haven't, we just don't know what it is yet. Hmm. For a second, I thought that was a Sega Saturn on the bedside table. And I was like, hey, wait. That can't be here. So she is in a new room. Mm. A clean room. That doesn't have, like, notes and shit in it. This might actually be a hotel room. See, I've always been back and forth as to if these are, like, nice dorm suites or, like, an actual hotel that he filmed shit in. No, this is definitely a hotel room. There is slightly too much... Oh my god, that plugs into an N64. But yeah, there's... There's slightly too many nice things... Yeah. Like, tastefully arranged in this room for it to be a dorm room. Just thinking about the amount of shit that would have to be moved around. Oh, subject 423. Is she gonna open that drawer and reveal an N64? Yeah! There it is! None of what Abel is saying actually, like, matters. Mm-hmm. He, he basically is like, Hey, we got you this entertainment unit. Uh, it's part of this, like, experiment that we have going on upstairs, and we're really excited to see what you uh, make of it. Now, it's been a while. It's been a long while since I've looked at an N64. I think that's a modded N64 that lets you, um... Like, make it work with, like, HDMI. Wow, I wonder what that cartridge could be. I bet it's Hey You Pikachu. No files. Actually, no, it can't be, because there's no mic in there. Surely Pokemon Snap. God, could you imagine if this turned into a Pokemon Snap-based ARG? It just turns into a Pokemon Snap Let's Play. (laughs) There's, like, nothing haunted about it. It's just subject... Subject 423 has a nice time playing Pokemon Snap. <laughs> uh, for people who can't see the video, it is a blank N64 cartridge that has the word Majora written across it in Sharpie. Which is the way that the haunted cartridge has, eh, has always been presented yeah. in text, yeah? Yes. Show me the scary Ben face on the TV. I want to see it. Pan up. She didn't turn the TV on. No files indeed. Uh, and so, and so now what Ben Drowned has become is a Let's Play inside of a Let's Play. Name her, name yourself Saria. Oh no, Sarah. And this is like, 
where we get to some of my favorite stuff in in this whole series because the players are now controlling Sarah who is controlling the haunted Majora's Mask cartridge. <laughs> and so from here on out, <laughs> it literally is a let's play of a let's play. So we've gone back to the something awful uh, origins of let's play just with extra steps. Yes. That's amazing. It is bonkers. And the thing about Sarah as we will come to find oh, out. Oh, Sarah, Saria. That's why the scary lady face is Saria. So when the thing about Sarah, as we will come to find out, is that Sarah is very good at the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we got a real gamer. <laughs> Killed Jaducible. All shit. Bring in Sarah. Real gamer hours. Like, literally, though... <laughs> Is she using speedrun strats? No, but like one of my favorite one of my favorite things about this part of Bed Drowned is that like Sarah is literally just like ripped and reducible, but I'm different. <laughs> if the game tried to kill me, I would simply not die. <laughs> like from from the minute she starts playing, basically the game starts like throwing shit at her that she should not be able to handle and she's just like eh, I'll do these boss fights <laughs> <laughs> we are back we're back and it's time for real gamer hours we are back with Argonauts the late night talk show <laughs> the late night talk show edition oh I mean real gamer hours and Ben drowned yes. I, neither Martin nor I are doing any real gaming right now. <laughs> We're doing real alternate reality gaming. God, I picked up Team Fortress 2 again after like 15 years, I want to say, and I'm so bad. Is it 2005? I, okay, listen, sometimes, sometimes you have an itch. There are still servers, there's still people playing. I can't hit a shot to save my life. <laughs> But I can still build as an engineer. I didn't forget how that worked. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I mentioned that I hadn't played in, like, a decade, and everyone on the server called me a boomer. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It was really sad. I, I, was, I was saying, like, I was telling my team, hey, please, like, like, be patient with me. Like, I'm working on it. I'm just trying to learn this map. It's new. As everyone goes, this map's been out for, like, seven years, and I had to explain, and just a scroll of, like, wow, boomer, wow, boomer, someone on my team telling the other team, hey, sorry, we're down one, we got a real boomer over here. <laughs> I can't believe you were bullied by children on Team Fortress 2. A game I played before it fucking came out. <laughs> A game you probably played before some of them were born. I don't want to think about that. I thought all of the children played Fortnite and, like, people our age played Team Fortress 2. I... Yeah. Yeah. Nobody plays... Nobody plays Team Fortress 2 anymore. Like, people play, but only people who are, like, stubborn and refuse to let it die. And God bless them, because that game's still good, but... 
So anyway, talking about Bent Drowned, so Sarah has entered the scene and has logged and has made her save and is... It's time for her to be a real gamer. Yes. And to simply just not die. Yeah, so, uh... Then we get Methods of Revolution, Ben.WMV, and it is Sarah boots up the game... And she sees the happy mask salesman dead on the ground. Rip. Uh, and she looks up and she sees, like, the corrupted moon with the scary man face. She runs away and kind of clips through the ground and uh, the Song of Healing starts playing. And she gets a text box that says, it's okay, you're safe from him here. Um, and she gets uh, dialogue within the game that says, it's been so long since I've seen anyone. My name is Ben. Please, I don't know what he's saying about me, but it isn't true. Can you be the one to finally play me the song? Um, and then, I don't trust this. And then it cuts back to Sarah in the hotel room. Uh, and the, uh, the, the TV has suddenly switched off. And Abel says on the radio... Uh, like, hey, that's weird. Uh, I'm gonna try and reboot it. And the the TV kind of goes staticky, and, and Abel is like, wow, it's, uh, it's funny, like, it's not every day that, like, there's a crazy AI in your game that tries to communicate with you. You should probably keep talking to it and see what it wants. <laughs> uh, and then it cuts back to, uh, Sarah as Link within the game, waiting to play a song on the ocarina. I I appreciate how Alex Hall has created the character of Abel to scream directly in the yeah. ears of the players. It's really funny. Like, I, I can tell you right now, you literally never get any more context for who Abel is. He's just, like, a guy that Alex Hall made up to, like, rub people's noses in very obvious <laughs> plot stuff. What a hero. Uh, Methods of Revolution updated with uh, a journal entry called Riot.txt that was about the St. Louis, like the St. Louis incident, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a riot that happened in St. Louis in like the the post-apocalyptic virusy timeline. I'm not going to read it because not a lot of it is super important. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the last thing that happened. So this was May 30th, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, yeah, there was, like, this these cities that were devolving into chaos. There was this incident in St. Louis. Like, uh, people, the, the, like, government was tracking people on their phones to, like, see who participated in these riots, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then on June 7th, Alex Hall tweeted and was like, Hey, after careful consideration of U.S. events, we're gonna not update this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say, hey, hmm, what was going on in May? Mm. Uh, and then on June thirteenth, he posted uh, that Patreon update that was like, "Hey, I'm taking a couple weeks off. I don't want to." I don't want to do anything with this, like, timeline about America collapsing due to, like, the media manipulating people and, like, destabilizing the state. 
when real rioting is happening. Like, mm-hmm. that feels very bad to me. Yeah. Even though I, like, planned this out a year ago. So I'm just gonna push it to later. Uh, and he he says in this that he's not gonna, like, revise or rewrite things. But I think that he might have because this is, like, the point where a lot of the, like, post-apocalyptic timeline stuff starts to become less and less. Mm-hmm. And, like, it basically from here on out, it's, like, absolutely no longer relevant. Yeah, I... I think that was the right move. That said, what a wild thing that I'm glad has been recorded on a wiki somewhere, uh, that, hey, like, in the midst of... In the midst of everything that was happening last year, an ancient, long-forgotten ARG came back, and even that was affected by current events. Alex Hall, like, accidentally predicted the the coronavirus causing, like, social justice riots. (sighs) Good god. Gift of prophecy. Derogatory. <laughs> so yeah, so that was June 13th. He, he put that Patreon post up that was like, hey, I'm not going to like rewrite anything, but I am going to push the updates off, whatever. I th- I think that he did rewrite and revise. I can't prove it. I mm-hmm. think that he did, though. Bring him onto the podcast and force him to admit <laughs> no. it. No! Do it. Because he talks about, like, he in that Patreon post, he's like, yeah, there's like, there's... I wrote more stuff that's, like, a sequel to, like, the Riot text file that went up on the website, and that, like, never got posted. Mm -hmm. So, who can say for sure? Argonauts exclusive! (laughs) Uh, So then on June 21st, as promised, the truth.wnv went up, which is, um, Sarah plays the Song of Healing to Ben... She sees the elegy of emptiness in the distance, and she she like runs towards it, um, and she gets these dialogue boxes that say, "I've been trapped here in here for so long, no one could ever find me. He's been using me for all this time, tormenting me and anyone who tries to intervene. Someone else came close years ago, but he was all by himself, and the father had already gotten too strong." He made him another vessel. He can control our actions and our words. We have moments of free will. Um, And then the text gets cut off with, I'm sorry, sometimes I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, The glitches are spreading. There's not much left to save us now. This is the last safe place from him. And now that he knows you're here, it won't be for long. You have to go back to where it all began and stop him. Everyone is gone. Everyone else is gone. He's corrupted and consumed them all. You are a stranger to us, but those before you have suffered so much. Please heal our souls. Um, and then it shows, like, a montage of clips from the Haunted Cartridge arc. Uh, you see Sarah as Link, like, floating in a, in a white void. She transforms from child Link to adult Link. The text comes up on the screen that says, please save us. And then Sarah plays the Song of Time and returns to the dawn of the first day. But as adult Link, presumably? But as adult Link. Ah. Shoutouts to Sarah, the secret last-minute hero, who I guess is going to save the day by virtue of being really good at Zelda. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, so this is kind of where Alex Hall starts consolidating a lot of stuff from the first two arcs. Mm -hmm. Like, he... I would say that it's inconclusive if he managed to do this well, but he actually starts explaining everything from the haunted cartridge arc. I see. I think it kind of depends on you as an individual if you think it works or not. Like, we'll get into (laughs) it. I really like it personally. I think it kind of fell flat for other people, and I I kind of understand why. Yeah. I Um, mean, I... Getting into explanations of things at this point, after a literal decade... Yeah. I... After a literal decade, and also, when you're basically going back and saying, Hey, remember that, like, spooky creepypasta that became legend? Let me just give a little... It'd be like if someone came out now and said, Hey, here's the background to, like, the Slenderman. Yeah. (laughs) No, it is, like, it's definitely, like, he went for a big swing here. Uh Uh-huh. And it, I think, kind of mostly landed where he wanted it to. I personally really liked it. (laughs) I wrote a whole article for Uppercut that you can go read about why I liked it so much. But all of the all of the stuff um, that happens like from here on out with Sarah in the game, I fucking loved. I didn't care that much about like the post apocalyptic timeline stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't care that much about like the first person going through the hotel. But like this stuff, I got really invested in. <laughs> <laughs> so this was blah, 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 blah. the truth came out. Wait, I'm going to say I'm going to ask or say one thing. Yes. However this goes, uh-huh. if they go back in time, I think I don't I don't know what's coming. Yeah. If they go back in time, I think it gets like 50 points from me. Well, she well, Sarah has now spiritually gone back in time cuz she's in the cartridge. She played the song of time. She's back at the dawn of the first day. Mm-hmm. So she is going to play through the game like straight up is the is is the implication here. Um, and so, June 22nd, uh, Methods of Revolution, The Truth gets uploaded, and it cuts back to Sarah in the hotel, um, and it, uh, Abel is talking to her over the radio, and he basically confirms, he's like, wow, I'm super impressed that you have done this, like, you time-traveled in the game, like, you rewound the game to 2010, basically. So they did go back in yes, time. Yes, <laughs> they did go back in time. Um, and he's like, yeah, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how you did it. Um, the Ben has never, like, deviated so much from it, his original programming. And then he kind of explains what's going on with the cartridge, which is that The original Majora's Mask cartridge that was made by, like, Abel's organization Mm -hmm. was kind of a weird sandbox for artificial intelligence. Okay. Um, And he describes it as, like, an ant colony that they kind of set up and they forgot about it for decades. And when they came back to it, it was just, like, completely destroyed. 
Um, like, the program was, like, absolutely corrupt, um, and there were no external forces involved, so it, it, like, turned inward on itself and destroyed its own environment. And what happened was it, there were just, like, two areas left, and, like, one was, like, this white void where a bunch of, like, the last AIs that still existed had gone, um, and one was, like, a completely corrupted zone. Hmm. But that was that was the game present and not the game past that Sarah has gone back to. Right. Okay. And so he explains that the name... Be- so he also explains that, like, there is a character and a person and an AI named Ben in mm-hmm. the game. There is also... The whole system is named Ben because it's short for Behavioral Event Network. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we get into some of the big swings that Alex Hall is making here. (laughs) Okay, continue. Uh Uh-huh. So... So the Ben system. (laughs) So the the Behavioral Event Network... The Ben system. The Ben system encapsulates... Okay, see, I'm trying to... I'm trying to read this and figure out what he what he explains in here, because some of this is spoilers that is going to get explained later. Uh, he basically explains that Ben, the person, like the consciousness, was supposed to be very, very limited and follow basically NPC parameters, but hit some kind of trigger that made, that made him self-aware, or had been programmed incorrectly and became self-aware. So the bin system had a bin AI within yes. it yeah. that became self-aware, and that's when the problems began. Yes. Okay. Um, and then he talks about kind of like the implications of what Sarah has done. He he talks about that she uh, she has basically like broken the logic of the game by sending herself all the way back into, like, the very, very early states of this program, like, before it got corrupted, basically. Um, And he says, like, given enough time, the father is going to corrupt everything again, but, as like, we just saw that it was sentient and it reached out to you and it asked you to do this. And he also says, like, hey, but, like, this is only a game, it's just programs, they can't, like, they can't actually, like, think or feel like we can, so it's an interesting experiment, and I'm gonna look into it, but your role in this is finished, because, like, you've done this incredible thing that doesn't make any sense. Wait, so if it was all AI the whole time, not ghosts, how did it kill people? We're gonna get there. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I'm gonna come by and pick up the cartridge, Um, I have other, like, AI stuff I can show you, like, this is boring shit, let me take care of it, and you can play some other game, basically. Hey, hey, we put, we made this copy of Castlevania 64 feel things. Here, make it cry. Yeah, he's basically just like, yeah, don't don't worry about it. (laughs) Like, you... You did, you rewound time, and it asked you directly to help, but don't worry about it. 
Um, so then, uh, Alex Hall uploaded just a, a kind of out-of-game video called Ben's Theme, uh, which he had uploaded as a request, uh, because it had been in one of the previous videos, and it, what Ben's Theme is, is he, Alex Hall fed, uh, the original Song of Healing into, like, a, a neural network, and had it compose- I'm, I'm seeing this tweet, and again, <laughs> seeing- Knowing that there is any sort of line between Ben Drowned and Elon Musk makes me want to die. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, in theory, it's very cool. Like, he, he fed uh, the Song of Healing into a neural network and had it compose, like, an extension of the of the Song of Healing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Also, I... For the listeners who aren't reading along, at this point in the wiki... There is a new chapter header, and it's called The Last Hero. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is! Which, on one hand, rules. On the other hand, is a little much for what this is. But go off, I guess. Well, it's because the next video that was uploaded was called The Last Hero. Oh my god. <laughs> um, taking big swings. Taking some big swings here, Alex Hall. <laughs> Uh, you, you know what? Act, in in his defense, after ten years, after ten years, middle of the pandemic, yeah, you know what? You can take some big swings. <laughs> Let's see how they work out. So this is also like this is also the point where I would actually suggest like if you are listening to this and you haven't watched any Ben Drowned videos, um, because we're, we I've been sitting here explaining them to you. This is the point where I would suggest actually going and watching them, because they're very good. Um, Alex Hall's, like, modded version of Zelda that he's using for this is really interesting, and, like, a lot, I would say, more sophisticated than kind of what was used for the original Ben Drown videos. Um, they're just honestly very entertaining to watch, and you should go check them out. Um, I actually really like The Last Hero. It's a, it's a great video. I watched it a bunch uh, when I was writing that Uppercut article because I think there's a lot of really uh, interesting stuff that happens in this one. Um, and it... This is kind of where Alex Hall starts doing more, I would say, like, sophisticated video game horror than just like ah, I've turned around and there's a creepy statue here. Mm -hmm. So this is like the first Let's Play after Sarah Rewinds Time. She because I believe out of game at this point, uh, there was a there was a poll um, to for the viewers to vote if Sarah should keep playing the cartridge or not. And they were like, yes. Mm -hmm. um, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so she, uh, she's in Clock Town. She's at the start of the game. Um, she talks to some of the NPCs. Um, she, ba -ba 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 -ba. she goes into the Clock Tower and she is, she sees an NPC who isn't supposed to be in the game. Um, it's like an unused NPC from the game files. Uh, who... Like an Ocarina of Time yeah. character. Um, 
who uh, who is the potion seller, who triggers a cutscene and says, "Well, now you certainly don't belong here, do you? Besides, didn't that man tell you to stop playing?" Um, and she gets ready to fight this guy. Um, he says, uh, relax, no need to be troublesome. I'm not that much a fan of him either. It's been a long time since I've seen someone from the outside world. You're a lot less reckless than the other one. I think we might be able to work together. I'm sure by now you've noticed things are a little strange on the outside. The inhabitants of this world, despite being eradicated like cattle, mindlessly return to their program routines. Any memories of the nightmare they endured are merely fleeting, like a hazy dream not worth remembering. Soon the last one will forget, because it goes against their programming to remember, and the counter resets. But these people are only artificial. You could argue it makes no difference if they feel pain or die. They don't exist. Not really, anyway. But anyone who's seen what I have knows the truth. There is more than just mindless AI in this world. Someone like you can leave at your leisure. But what if I told you that there is a fate here worse than death? Um, and then the elegy of emptiness appears, and he says, Ben, he's harmless now, just an empty shell. He didn't have many friends. All he wanted was to be his favorite hero from his favorite video game. They knew full well what they were doing to him. It was their first test. He became a puppet in this world, unable to control his own actions, but fully conscious to every minute, stuck eternally in purgatory in the form of the statue you see before you. That is, until your predecessor glitched the world in a way that somehow broke Ben free of his terrible fate. He can move freely, sometimes even manage to communicate. But now that's all undone. He's back to being trapped again. So, Ben, he, the living human child, yes, was digitized by Abel's organization or whatever. Yes. And turned into Ben the AI. Yes. Which is an NPC that exists in the Ben system. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the potion seller says, In your world, is there anything that you found that could disrupt a simulation? Uh, and Sarah shakes her head no. Uh, and the potion seller says, That's Is the solution going to be ta- like rubbing a magnet along the cartridge? <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> uh, he says, That's disappointing. It looks like we have to try fighting the father in his own plane of existence. That might be impossible unless you could replicate the same glitch that freed Ben. Uh, which is the fourth day glitch that Deducible does pretty early on in the, in the Haunted Cartridge arc. He says, Even then, he can manipulate the very fabric of this world, but you carry within you souls who, of those who came before in that mask. With that mask, you are an anomaly here, and the father is surely already aware of you. He may not be as strong as he was before, but he will do everything he can to stop you now. In case you hadn't felt it, that mask is full of raging souls eager to finally settle the score. Let them drive your strength in battle. Time is of the essence. If you're playing, then that means they're likely going to try and digitize you too. Then it says, uh, while we've been speaking, the father seems to be making his move. Free us from this nightmare. Then, I'm actually going to show you this part because it's the first part where it's like, oh, Sarah is actually very good at video games. So at this point, I'm curious, because the implication is that there is a difference, at least at this point, is that there's a difference between digit like people digitized into AI and human souls trapped in the game. Alright, hit me. Kind of. I mean, there's, there's a difference between, like, NPCs in the game and, like, humans digitized into the game, I would say. 
Anyway, so Sarah leaves the, the clock tower, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the, uh... Forget the name of that boss. Or the area of that boss. Yeah, so Sarah leaves the clock tower and immediately gets thrust into a boss fight that is, like, not supposed to exist. Yeah, it's, um, it's both of the, uh, Deku area bosses. Adola. But she, like, just immediately goes into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the swamp. The woodfall swamp. I guess there is a ton of neat stuff you can do with games after ten years of, like, randomizers and, like, mod tools. Yeah, this isn't, like... I mean, we'll, we'll get into some of the other cool stuff later, but this is, like, where you... where the game, in theory, starts to get very fucky. Mm-hmm. But it is very funny, because she just immediately curves up to the boss. Yeah. I mean, it helps that she's got, uh... The reach of the master sword and seems to have a bow and arrow. Yeah. It's just very funny because she, like, very clearly actually knows how to play Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. It is very bizarre seeing um, a boss battle happen in the middle of Clock Town. It's it's weird, yeah. Because it's... You you are very clearly seeing, like... Like, this, this is... These are actual boss patterns. Um... But it's strange seeing them, like, not always know what to do in the face of, like, this area that could not be less of a boss arena. Yeah. And there's also, like, there's there's other stuff that, like, happens in Clocktown. She obviously comes back to Clocktown a lot. That's neat. Yeah. Um, so that is the end of this video. She she beats the boss and she, she goes to, like, leave Clocktown. And then, uh, on July 12th, uh, the moonchildren.wmv comes out, um, and it is, uh, the players had been, had taken a Patreon poll saying, hey, what locations do you want Sarah to go to? Um, and they picked Stockpot in and that and a couple others but this video is just her in the inn um and she she gets into the inn and she finds one of the moon children in there who aren't supposed to be in there Mm -hmm. um and she approaches it and it says your real face show it to me and then says have you ever hurt someone by accident uh and the moon child then says, What's the matter? Nothing to say? This is our home. I don't want to play with you, but that's not up to either of us, is it? We're guided by something greater, just like you. I wonder which side will win. And then it... The the cutscene ends. Uh, Sarah tries to get up the stairs to the second floor of the inn... Uh, but she finds an enemy guarding the stairs, and because she's in the inn, she can't use her sword or her items. Mm. So she has to, like, manipulate the game to clip through the enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then she sees the moon child in the hallway upstairs, and the game freezes and crashes. 
Um, and she has to restart. Uh, and what does the file name change to? Well, I'll just actually show you what happens because it's. This makes me want to grab a 3DS, hack it, and then play. Oh, oh, okay, it's a sculpture. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense in terms of like blocking the area. <laughs> she literally just clips through and it's great show me something spooky it's not like gonna jump scare you yeah oh clock counts full of redeads i see so yeah so she she starts the file back up and every single npc in clock town has been replaced by a redead that is standing where the npcs should be yeah, that's unsettling. It's really unsettling. This is like one of my favorite things in this in this whole arc because like they're not attacking her. They're literally just standing where the enemy is. Yeah, like I keep be. expecting them to like trigger and scream, but Oh, okay, there's the screams. Like they only trigger when she gets clo- when she gets like very very Yeah, close after to she them. gets close enough and like reads a little message suggesting what they are. Yeah. There's, like, a little message from Navi that's like, oh, he he turned them into Redead, you can't help them now. It's Tattle in Majora's Mask. Navi's oh, not there. That's, you're right. That's the whole point of the game. I'm sorry. Yes, it's Tattle. Um, who who has a different name later on, but we'll get there. Um, oh, the fairy's a character? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, so the Redead only, only trigger um, when she's very close to them. I learned when I was writing uh, the the article that I did on Ben Drown for Apricot that there's only one specific area in Majora's Mass that you can encounter redid. That doesn't surprise me. It's like one very, very specific location within the game, so it makes absolutely no sense that they would like be anywhere near Clock Town, mm-hmm. um, which makes this extra unsettling. Yeah. Um, and so then she she pulls out the ocarina and she plays the sun song and she moves the game clock forwards to the night of the first day mm. and she leaves that area and she goes back to the inn and she gets a text box that says go collect that moon child's heart and listen to your own um and she goes up the stairs and finds a piece of heart mm. uh, at the end of the hallway and she gets a text message uh, that says, that's one, good, we'll need three more if you want to free everyone. Things are going to be rough, but try not to worry. Besides, death doesn't exist, not permanently anyway. This world isn't so unlike your own. After an infinite amount of time, the odds that you'll be living with, that you'll be back living this life again approach 100%. So did going back in time undo the prior deaths? Sort of. Because I, I know that... I know that it was said that, like, the raging souls of those who came before are in the, like, adult Link mask. Yes. We will get there. Let's see. <laughs> there's some... There's some Kingdom Hearts-ass shit that happens Oh later. my god. <laughs> but you're not ready for this. <laughs> Oh, yeah, hearing, hearing all of this does make me want to get a 3D, a new 3DS, hack it, and play those um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask uh, remakes that Nintendo's never going to bring anywhere. Shit. So then she 
goes up onto the roof of the inn, she sees another moon child, leaves Clock Town, and finds herself in Termina Field. Mm-hmm. And then she heads towards Romani Ranch, because that was like the second location that the that the players had uh, chosen for yeah. her to explore. Um, and the Romani Ranch video uh, is she goes to Romani Ranch, she does, she, she fights a bunch of enemies, she does a boss fight, um, and she saves Rosa, who is an NPC from the original, like, second arc of the ARG, who has been trapped in Romani Ranch since 2010. Uh-huh. As one of the NPCs there. There's also, like, a kind of interstitial cutscene with the moon children talking about how to deal with Sarah. Um, and they call her an anomaly. And they say, she seems to be capable of infecting others according to that wicked man's plan. Yes, that could be troublesome. Even though, even so, everyone has a weakness. We will find it here. We will soon have a consensus of our own in order to combat this new development. For now, we will act in his stead until he is ready. Moving forward, we require full autonomy in order to be the most efficient. Um, And then one of them asks Sarah at the ranch, uh, What's waiting for us on the outside anyway? A cruel, unfair world full of death, decay, famine, and poverty. Here, everything is simple. There is no pain. There is no suffering. What's wrong with wanting to stay? Hi, Momo. Hi, Momo. (laughs) Bye, Momo. Bye, Momo. Um, so yeah, so then she finds, uh, Romani, the NPC, uh, who says, I remember now I always died here, no matter what, I would always forget myself, everything would go black. They must have been keeping me here, they couldn't permanently kill me, so they kept me trapped in this cycle. How long have I been stuck like this? Weeks, months, years, a decade, I'm sorry. This must look pretty silly coming from someone so small. This character wasn't exactly my choice. My real name is Rosa. And so Rosa was a NPC from the second arc of the game, I want to say. Um, yeah, a, she... quick, a quick glance at her wiki page suggests that uh, she was part of Ifrit? She, yeah, she was, the, she was the sister of Ifrit, who was one of the Moon Children cultists. Mm-hmm. Um... And she had been communicating with the players basically since, like, the beginning of the arg. Um, she has a spooky image in one of her profile images from yeah. Methods of Madness? Methods of Revolution? Okay. Yeah. And then she gives Sarah um, the light arrows, which she says uh, are the means to free others like her, and the pendant of memories, which can restore certain characters to the, their original selves. Hmm. So... Sarah now has this kind of quest, which is to go around the game, restore NPCs to, like, who they were before they were digitized in the game. Okay, Marn, you gotta... I don't care if this is a spoiler. Just let me know. Is Jaducible Skull Kid? No. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she basically has to look at them with, like, the... She has to use the pennant on them and then shoot them with a light arrow. Mm, okay. And then, uh, there were 
more pages found on methods of revolution uh, with images, like weird art breeder images. What in the goddamn? What? I don't like... Oh, I don't like this. This is from the Pendant of Memories page. Yeah. What program did you say this was? Art Breeder. I don't like the sound of that. What is that? It's like a... Is it one of those sites that mashes up images and, like, passes it through a neural net and gives you something weird? Yeah. Ah. That explains why I don't like it. Um, and some of the captions were, uh, you can't get rid of me that easily... Uh, explore while you can. He's still here. Do you think we just got rid of him? You'll be seeing him soon. Do you really think I can't follow you? This is my world. Um, and the Rosa video that was like one of the first uploads on Jaducible's channel, uh, the tags changed to say you saved her. Hmm. Um, and so then on July 26th, uh, the happy mask salesman.wmv came out. It had the tags, uh, every copy of Zelda is personalized, which, like, became a meme within the fandom, kind of. <laughs> she, uh, Sarah leaves Romani Ranch, uh, but she can't remove the adult Link mask to ride Epina, so she has to cut through Clocktown, um, on her way to Snowhead, which is the next location, uh, that people voted for her to visit. Uh, she finds the happy mask salesman has been drowned Rip. in the water in Clocktown, uh, and she gets attacked uh, by another enemy in Clocktown, and then she finally gets to Snowhead, uh, which is where uh, the next video picks up, the Dying World at WMV. Uh, she meets uh, another digitized soul who identifies himself as Ryan, uh, who leads her to the lens of truth, um, which leads her to another digitized NPC who sort of blames her for the, uh, the world being corrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in, in one of these two videos, you find out that um, Tattle is actually also a digitalized soul named uh, Circle, which is a reference to Circle Hunter, who manages the Judusable Wiki. Oh, that's fun. Um, and so, basically what Judusable was doing was he had a, like, a Patreon tier where you could get your name put into the ARG, and mm-hmm. it was just like naming the digitized people after his patrons. Ah. But Tattle was specifically Circle Hunter because of Circle being the manager of the mm-hmm. wiki. <laughs> um, which I thought was... Shoutouts to wiki managers, by the way. For real! Circle Hunter, I think, is still in the Argonauts Discord. Um, shout out to you. Good good job. This I, I fucking love the Jujutsu wiki. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she, uh, she meets these two digitized souls, like, one gives her the lens of truth, uh, the other one says, uh, this is all because of you, everything was fine until you came along, all of this destruction and chaos is following you. You brought an infection here that's unlike anything we've ever seen before. There's no escaping it, not even fleeing to that mirror world will work this time, it's infected too. 
I can sense you. You feel like a duplicate of other people that already live in this world. So what are you? A demon? Some kind of virus? Or have you just come to pull the plug on your little experiment, you sick freak? Um, and she tries to use the pen of memories on this on this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they say, you should be careful who you use that on. I don't need any help remembering my past. I already know exactly who I am. And while I didn't always like this place, it's become home to me. I won't lift a finger to help you. And besides, someone already... Someone else already came here before you today, but that's none of your business. Get out of my sight. Um, it's just as bold as enough. We'll get there. <laughs> um, and people. Oh my god, Jadusbull's gonna show up uh, as fierce deity Link. And so people had noticed in some of these videos that you can hear footsteps following Sarah. Like, there are points where she stops and you can hear, like, another player mm-hmm. walking around. And they're like, oh ho ho, what could that possibly be? Um, anyway, then she gets to a boss fight. Uh, she gets interrupted by this, like, cutscene of Rosa who gives her extra hearts and is like, you can't keep taking hits like this, blah blah blah. Um, I can restore you one last time before my strength gives out. Um... Then, uh, she defeats this boss. Uh, the boss is like, oh, you want to know who I am? Is that all you care about? Solving some little mystery. I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. Go ahead and consume me. Um, and then, uh, it gets to night of the second day. Mm. Yeah, she, uh, she beats the boss. The boss is like, I'm not going to tell you who I am. Some of the, uh, text on the website changed. Uh, to say, leave our home and two left. Um, and then August 9th, uh, The Predecessor premieres, which is, uh, one of my favorite videos and one that if you are listening to this, uh, I will say again, pause this episode and go watch it. (laughs) Just, just do it. These are all only, like, they're, like, 15 minutes long. You can spare that time. Um, she, uh, so the, the viewers have voted for Sarah to go to Great Bay. Um, she becomes able to walk on the ocean floor, uh, and she gets trapped down there by one of the moon children, who traps her in basically an unwinnable boss fight. Um... The, the moon child appears and says, finally you and I meet, but what a shame, you're so low on health, this won't be fun at all. You dying here might be troublesome for me. I'm not sure what you are if or if you even can die. I won't make the, mis- the same mistake the others did. I'm not going to try and kill you at all. In fact, I'll even make you invulnerable. Let's run out the clock here together. Um, and basically traps her in the, like, fish boss fight in the mm-hmm. bottom of the pit makes her invulnerable. She doesn't have the Zora mask. Um, and she can't take off the adult mask, so no swimming. So, yeah, so she can't swim. So she is trapped down there, uh, like just, like, constantly being attacked. She can swim up, like, she can float up, but it, uh, it warps her back down every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it cuts to... Uh, Rosa saying, uh, Rosa and Ryan, who are, like, the two NPCs that, uh, that Sarah has freed, 
Um, and Ryan says, can you pull an item to the ether again like you did with the pendant? And Rosa says, I can't. It's not letting me. I know what item can help, but I can't reach it. Um, and Ryan says, what do you mean? And Rosa says, it's like someone else is using it. Show me Jaduzable. <laughs> Show me the player. Is he young Link? Is he fierce deity Link? Is he also adult Link? I want to see him. I'll show you. I want to see him. I'll show you what happens. Hell yeah. So again, this like glitched boss fight is something really interesting that Jaduzable is like done within the code of the game. Um, to make it like scary in a way that isn't jump scares. Mm-hmm. Because it's like she is very stuck here. And it's just, like, constantly being beaten down and, like, can't escape this area to, like, progress. And, um... Everyone go watch this video, basically. Uh, but it's, a, it's another instance where, like, Sarah is, like, put... Like, her progress is hindered in such a way that she has to break the game. Um, and she does sort of actually manage to do that. Oh, okay, she clipped herself out of the boss arena. Yeah, she basically got... She gets the boss to, like, throw her clear of the arena. So she kind of, like, clips through the barrier. Show. Me. But then she ends up in, like, the white NPC void. Show me text. Show me... What's... What's Jaduzable gotta say? Oh, it just cuts to black. Oh, Dawn of the Final Day. Yeah, so she sees uh, she sees another Link who has the, the mask that she needs. I wonder who that could be! Uh, who has the Zora mask, and then uh, it cuts to Dawn of the Final Day. Um, and then, on August 23rd, the showdown is uploaded... And, uh... Oh, wait, I'm seeing, uh, something on August 17th. Yeah, August... So, August 17th, uh, Alex Hall uploaded basically, like, a teaser for the showdown oh. on his Twitter. Um, and then, uh, Methods of Revolution updated to say, uh, on the landing page, We do not fear death, for we have created eternity. Just repeated over and over and over. Um, and the showdown premiered... Which, yeah, we can watch most of this video. It's only yeah. ten minutes long. Um, I don't have so much. I'm glad I'm borrowing uh, a couple of collections of Doom Patrol from you, because I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight. Uh-oh. This is where it gets into, like, some Kingdom Hearts bullshit, though. Mm-hmm. Please turn into a rhythm game. Please, for the love of God, turn into a rhythm game. That would be really fucking funny. <laughs> oh, no, it's just a meeting. It's just a cutscene with text boxes. I like that as soon as I said it, it, uh, it turns into Kingdom Hearts bullshit, you were like, oh, Jaduzable's gonna show up. I, for, yeah. Um, so Jaduzable basically 
confirms that he's been, like, running around in the game as well and taking all of the masks before Sarah can get to them. Um, but that he didn't account for the fact that some of the other, like, NPC NPCs with souls basically would, like, sympathize with her and help her out. Young Link. Yeah, he... And- I guess that makes sense if Sarah is, uh... Existing as a double Link. Yeah, and then he... T- so he takes off the Zora mask, he becomes Young Link. Why is Deducible evil? Oh, they... Okay, there's Fierce Deity. Yeah, and then he puts on Fierce Deity mask. Which I fucking can't believe that you called that. I mean... There were only so many options. Like, if they, if there was going to be an in-game fight between our two protagonists... Like, what was was our tragic hero not gonna be in the cool edgy dude form? That said, I do have to ask: Why is Jaduzable evil now? Uh, I I guess the implication is that like in he lost and got corrupted. I guess yeah. And like in the in the in the video where he died, he like literally gets eaten by the father in the game. So it's like the father. Cor- like digitized and corrupted him basically mm-hmm. it's like fucking wild that this is basically just like advanced machinima yeah Father, it's time for us to leave this world. I liked how really was like, I'm gonna animate some like sick ass fight scenes in Majora's Mask in the year of our Lord 2020. And everyone was like, damn, alright. Go off, I guess. Go off, I guess. It's him. It's him. Sarah, it's him. Fight, Sarah, fight for your life. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess the, um, the. Like, magic space where the sages get collected in Ocarina of Time is a pretty solid place for a dramatic duel, if we were gonna have one with these assets. Oh, is that where they are? See, I don't I don't know Zelda games well enough to, like, recognize some of these locations. Yeah. Basically, in Ocarina of Time, when you first become... This is just a Dark Link fight. <laughs> Fucking Kingdom Hearts-ass bullshit. <laughs> oh, okay, it's the corrupted predecessor, Jaducible. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. You know how it is in Legend of Zelda. This fight is very good, I'm gonna this say. Is, this is such a clever way of um, using what's available, because this is... Like, this is absolute. like, I can see the animations. This is the Dark Link boss fight from Ocarina of Time, just reskinned with Fierce Deity. It's so cool. It's, like, the most anime bullshit that, like, Alex Hall could have pulled. It rules, though. It, yeah, this is actually really cool. Like, what a, what a clever use of, like, assets. Also, it has been so long since I played Ocarina of Time, I legitimately forget, uh... What the best course of action... Oh, yeah. The best course of action for Dark Link was trap him in the corner or use the Megaton Hammer. They do fight for a very, very long Mm -hmm. time. 
Yeah, that Dark Link boss fight can take a while. It's even more stressful because you can't see Sarah's uh, heart. Like, yeah, HP. but after a while, uh, the like yeah. hanger on your last like hit. Yeah, you can hear like the stressful beeping sounds. <laughs> Show me a dramatic final hit. So yeah, Jadusel fucking kills her. Oh. <laughs> and then the video just ends. LOL. Uh, but it, it, it does show a, a URL in, like, the very last frame of the video. Um, it it shows a URL for eternityproject.com, uh, which is a slightly more modernized version of, like, the Moon Children website. Mm -hmm. uh, that was originally hosted at uh, you should have done that .com. Um, and it had a note that said uh, this is a legacy version of our Eternity Project website meant for internal educational uses only here you can see past iterations of the program and the different methods of recruitment that were utilized while the project is still in its infancy. While the domain has changed over the years we have altered our messaging as the project's success has become more and more mainstream um, and the rest of it I believe was just like still the original stuff from You Should Have Done That, talking about, like, this is the website for those who have formed a spiritual connection with the moon and him, um, him being the father. Mm -hmm. If you believe you have gotten here in error, you do not wish to become enlightened, leave immediately and forget about this website. Um, so, again, at this point, still a little confused on how the game kills you. But I imagine we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, and then under their about page, it says, uh, The Moon Children was one of the first iterations of the Eternity Project, originally founded by the moniker Kelpris in 1998. While not our organization's real name, the website operated under the guise of a cult worshipping a lunar goddess. This was specifically marketed towards disenfranchised and outcasted youth searching for a home. Our development team leaned into the supernatural aspect as the foundation of the pseudo-cult, as it took advantage of the naivety, sense of magical wonderment, and intrinsic desire for belonging of these children, having not yet been jaded by the realities of adulthood. It is not too dissimilar from the current fervor surrounding Eternity Project, only now the results are actually tangible and have decades of testing behind them. At the time, current science believed through much trial and error that the only possible way to achieve a successful ascension was through a child applicant. They were believed to possess enough purity to be able to have a strong enough spiritual release to be able to successfully ascend. As such, the project initially drew applicants from a pool of adolescents that had weak familial ties, one whose disappearance would not draw a widespread and lengthy manhunt. This hypothesis was later debunked as advancements continued in the field, eventually proving that with the proper preparations and team, there are not nearly as many obstacles that interfere with an individual's ability to ascend. We will always honor the human cost it took to get us here. Hmm. So basically, they were abducting children and digitizing them. Okay, that explains how Ben the child ended up as Ben the AI in the Ben program. Indeed. Or Ben project. Uh, their about page also says, It has been our dream to save humanity, and over time we grew closer and closer to realizing our goals. We've become increasingly selective of membership over the years. Now we reserve invites only to those who have proven to possess a sharp, intelligent, and pragmatic mind that seeks to bring about peace from humanity's suffering at any cost. Um, they have initiation creeds that include we do not fear death 
for We Have Created Eternity. Uh, there's a page called Realizations that has Doomsday Prophecies on it. Um, so it is still a cult. It's just the Moon Children pseudo, like, sub-cult was a manufactured sub-cult. Yes. Okay. It it was like the the Moon Children cult was manufactured by these people, the Eternity Project, to lure in children who were running away from home or like had otherwise weak familial ties so that they could abduct them and digitize them. Um, there was also a relocation tab. There was an environments tab. Uh, the relocation tab had a bunch of binary code in it uh, that translated into a uh, discussion between two people um, talking about vulnerability in like a certain environment and why they couldn't remove the ecosystem entirely um, because it was so old. Um, and it had historically had memory leaks in some of their, uh, internal websites. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a page called Ascend that was about Ascension, um, which I believe some of it was taken from the original Moon Children's site. Um, and it talks about, uh, leaving your old body behind and having an infinite amount of possibility and entertainment. And then there were a bunch of hidden pages found uh, that were named Sarah, Jaducible, and Ben uh, that had images on them. Sarah's said, status deceased, reboot available, handshake unsuccessful, origin hotel, handler sub 423, world, um, and then like a string of letters that had been the same environment that had been talked about in that conversation before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically the Majora's cartridge was the world. Jaducibles was status active, reboot, ineligible. Uh, origin kidnap 10. Ben's was status stasis, reboot, available. Uh, origin HME02. Uh, Matt was the potion seller, because uh, they all had images. Uh, was status question mark, reboot, ineligible. Or- origin YSH. DT, which was you shouldn't have done that, uh, which was the original Moon Children site. site. Yeah. Uh, Roses was status unknown, reboot ineligible, origin kidnap 09. And then also they found ah, this picture. Don't show me. Uh. <laughs> which is another scary art breeder image. I'm not going to be able to sleep now. Which uh, I knew would be the case, but uh. It was a scary man face. <laughs> Which was titled, They Lied to Me. Uh, the next- <laughs> I don't like the scary man faces! <laughs> the next video that came out was called, was on August 30th, and was called, uh, For Internal Corporate Use Only, Do Not Redistribute. Uh-huh. Is that a, gal- is that a galaxy brain man image? Kinda. And it was basically, uh an ad for the Eternity Project talking about how humanity has a greater destiny and uh, the Eternity Project is trying to alleviate the suffering of the universe um, and in 2020 it's ready for the general public um, and you and your loved ones can 
put yourself in a digital world and live without fear of pain or death. Listeners, if anyone ever promises you anything even kind of like that, just say no and run away. But, like, run backwards, just make sure that you're always facing whoever said that, because you don't, you don't want to let them out of your sight. Yeah. Uh, they also talk about that their, their augmented reality uh, technology can be rejected by your body, which is fun and fine and normal. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, you can move between different digital worlds to, uh, see your friends and family, and, uh, you can make your appointment for the digitization process right now. So you're saying that Sarah can, in fact, make the jump from Zelda to Doom 64. Apparently. Um, so yeah, so basically the implication is that the Eternity Project kidnapped a bunch of children to digitize them into... Into the Legend of Zelda Majora's mm-hmm. Mask. God, can you imagine the alternate timeline where all this happened in a copy of Final Fantasy VII? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and then the Eternity Project site changed uh, to have more like modern stuff on it, um, and slightly less spooky stuff. The About page had like a whole thing on like why choose digitization. Um, which is basically like, the human body has a finite lifespan. Why not put yourself in a video game? Why not, right? Marty, you don't watch Dot Hack? Because <laughs> I watch Dot Hack. <laughs> Dot Hack told me everything I needed to know about how I don't want to be stuck in a video game. I actually read the light novels. I never watched the anime. I, it's good. It, I believe you. It's a different story. I like the I like the light novels. Yeah, it's weird that Dot Hack came out and then like a decade later that concept got revisited in like seventy different isekai of uh, anime and manga and like three games. I want to say. I was gonna say I've seen Spy Kids 3D, which I think is like basically the same thing. I, basically, it's basically Dot Hack. It's Dot Hack, but as a Western MMO. It's dot, ha- dot hack with guns. Um, and they had a roadmap page uh, that talks about uh, like their current projects. So they, they have like a Roman Empire world that is in preliminary testing. They're doing like an overhaul of the legacy code, um, and they're working. They're they're going to start an alpha of user created world testing. I can't believe Roblox is all part of a government. Of a, like, secret organization conspiracy for eternal life. Uh, their, their FAQ talks about how the, the right to be digitized operates on the, on death with dignity laws. (laughs) 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 Because it technically kills you, Mm -hmm. which is a lead that they've buried very, very deep in this website. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's- So this means Sarah died but was digitized. So, Sarah is kind of different, I think, because she is alive, she's playing the game. But uh, I thought the status thing said deceased. She, so she's deceased in the game. Oh. I think she's still alive outside the game. Uh-huh. I'm not super sure about that. Man, every time I turn my head, I keep thinking I'm going to see the scary man face. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's okay. I signed up for this. 
You could see you could see Link Legend of Zelda out there, Blake. Mom, don't tell me that when I gotta walk outside of your apartment to get to my car. Lake could be out there, Blake. Marn, I'm going to sleep on your couch. He's he's all made of polygons and stuff. Marn, you're gonna wake up in the morning, and I'm just gonna be here, <laughs> and I'll have read those comics, and I'll just be watching GDQ. I think you mean Alyssa's gonna wake up, because she has work tomorrow. <laughs> Alyssa's gonna be mad at me and you. Um, one of the one of the FAQ questions is, uh, is there pain? What happens if I die? Mm. Uh, which uh, clarifies that if you are inhabiting a video game world, your death will obey the laws of that world. Oh, uh, which probably is what the reboot thing entails. Yeah. Um, they also talk about how they have heaven, like traditional heaven simulations, where death and pain are always disabled. I, I feel like you want those disabled just in general, but I guess I'm not fit to run a cult slash alternate life sim. Yeah. Uh, also in the FAQ, can I return to the physical world once I've been digitized? We find that this question often gets asked as more of a nervous safety net, and it's not really meant in earnest. Hmm. It's a pretty, that's a pretty interesting <laughs> way to avoid saying the word no. Establishing a route to return to the physical world remains a low priority for our development team, as there is very little support for it. That's a lot of words. Used to mean no. <laughs> Which is doubly concerning since this this means that what? They started this project, they put a bunch of people in Majora's mask, and then lost the cartridge, and it ended up at a garage sale, right? Cor Isn't that how yep, this started? Correct. They sure did that. Um, they also found uh, the, the page index for the site, and they found a page called Dev Notes. It said, there are names that exist in World Alpha that are listed as participants. Was this an oversight or what? What the hell is wrong with you? We don't need people asking questions about people from there at all. Period. Fix it. Uh, and another one said, I know this is your first time. I know it's your first year working here for us, but you should be extremely careful playing around with different slugs, especially if they're not a part of the actual site. There are several things ab above my pay grade that if you discover and mess with could have disastrous consequences. Um, and another one that said, reverted the site back to normal after the extended maintenance, was shocked to find it really reverted back to an old gateway from almost a decade ago. Need to talk to Abel about this. Um, and there was a, uh, a page with live transmissions. Um, it was just like a, a tab that said live. Um, and there were four transmissions uh, that played on it throughout the day uh, and they were all from Abel mm -hmm. um, and one of them uh, in particular said let me see um, one basically said like hey here, like, here's the sysadmin login for the Majora's Mask world. I need you to go to the website and type 
like sysadmin alpha backdoor in as the page. Here's the login. Um, I need you to go in there and uh, inject a file into like a basic text file into the database. And I need you to do this specifically exactly as I as I tell you to do <laughs> to help Sarah, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say that directly, but he's like, "Hey, something is going very, very wrong in the in like the the cartridge world, and and I I'm gonna tell you how to fix it." Mm-hmm. Um, and so they went to the like the sysadmin site. They logged in. They um, injected the code, which mm-hmm. was just a text file that had very specific data in it that like Abel had dictated to them. Um, and they successfully were able to reboot it and save Sarah. Oh, nice. Um, so then on September 13th, uh, the final hours WMV premiered. It features, uh, Sarah being revived and waking up. Uh, but she is in like the very last hours of the final day. Uh, she fails to escape Clocktown, but she chances on a meeting of, like, the last gathered, um, like, NPCs who are becoming aware of the town and, or of that, like, they're trapped in the game. Um, and some of them are like, well, the moon has fallen and the game has been reset thousands of times. Everything will go back to normal. And Rosa specifically is like, no, if we reset, something bad is going to happen to all of us. Um, and some of the other NPCs are like, yeah, we don't exist anymore. Like, it, it doesn't work like that. Uh, if we break this world, we could get stuck forever. Um, and some people are like, well, we stopped being real a long time ago, whatever. Um... And then Sarah uh, goes to the observatory um, and is met with the option to do the fourth day glitch. And the viewers then, and that's where the, that's where the video ends and the mm-hmm. players have to decide if she's going to do the fourth day glitch. And I imagine that that was a resounding, yeah, do the glitch. Yeah, absolutely. Because like that was what Jaducible did the first time. Yeah. And since the new goal was loosely, hey, we should probably let Ben out. So, a video called The Fourth Day was then put up um, to premiere on the channel um, on September 30th, and then it was taken down. Uh, And then Alex Hall tweeted on October 23rd, like, hey... Ben Drowned is going to conclude on Halloween. And then on Halloween, um, some stuff happened. So there was a video called The End.WMV that was set to premiere at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, at midnight on Halloween, uh, Jaducible's YouTube avatar changed to the potion seller Matt's face. Mm-hmm. And then it changed to the... I'm not going to look at it. <laughs> Just, I I know it's the allergy, but I saw a bit of it on yeah, it's just my phone, like, and it's spooky, and I don't like it. It's just like a bad inverted allergy statue. I don't image. like it. And then the thumbnail of the video started changing to all of the previous video thumbnails in order. Um, 
And then the end premiered, um, which is the end of Ben Drowned. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very long. It's 36 minutes long. Uh Uh-huh. If you have made it all the way to this video without watching any... Did that epilogue thing have the Attack on Titan? Yeah. Okay. There's, like, an epilogue video that doesn't even matter. Um, if you made it here, just go watch this video. Like, I'm gonna describe it to you. It's not as good as as just simply watching it. Um, and and also there's a twist I'm gonna describe to you. So, why why would you ruin that for yourself? (laughs) If you're like me... And you don't like things that spook you out yeah. or that scare you, and stuff like this scares you, like it scares me. Stick around, because I'm right here with you, <laughs> and I'm not gonna watch the video. Yeah, well, it's also three minutes long, and nobody has time for that. Yeah, um, but I'm saying I'm not gonna go home and watch it. So they, so they do the fourth day glitch. Goes back to the mayor's office, only to find that the room has been deleted, um, and she can't walk through. She goes back into Clock Town and she finds Matt, the potion seller uh, NPC, standing in front of the happy mask salesman's body on the ground. Um, Matt uh, says, uh, it's incredibly quiet now. I'm sure you, you're desperate to know what happened to all of the others. They've all died. I understand your anger, but isn't it misplaced? I didn't kill them. You chose to do the glitch. You knew the risk, didn't you? Is it your fault? Or maybe it's because of that mask you wore. Um, and it, it flashes to the adult mask, and he says, I can't thank you enough for what you've done. Um, and Matt says, the father will be here soon, we will remake this world forever. Uh, and he says, he will complete us, complete us, there's no turning back the clock now, all will join until there is nothing. We all must leave this world. Um, and she gets a dialogue box option, uh, that says, join us, um, and she can select yes or no, and she hits no. Uh, and gets the response, you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she runs into the clock tower and she finds uh, Jaducible as, as Fierce Beauty and a yellow elegy statue. Uh, and Jaducible says, well, congratulations, you freed Ben against all odds and my best effort, you succeeded. And Circle Hunter, the, the fairy, says, that's right, now step away from him. And Jaducible says, you still don't get it, do you? He's come down here to hide with me. He's terrified we all are. How are you going to turn him or anyone else back to normal? Did you think that somehow some kind of magical happy ending existed? You've kept trying to turn this story into something it isn't, and now all of us have paid the price. I told you before, there are no heroes here. Did it ever seem strange to you that you were thrust into this cliched hero's journey? If you... That if you ever were met with an impasse, that somehow there would be a fluke to allow you to progress. That at times it would border on an anime cliche, how you'd show up in time to save your friends. You aren't the first, but you might be the densest. Many have tried to do what you've done. I've killed them all. I'm not interested in fighting you. You've already done the damage I was trying to prevent. Besides, even if I could, I have no means. My blade was destroyed when I tried to stop the final child. Whether we were tricked or came here voluntarily, this world is our twisted home. We have to protect it. Those children just want to twist it into their demented plaything for what they call the father. But the truth is, not even they know what it truly wants. 
Every three days, the world resets. Some keep their memories, some don't. It's the natural order of things. For years, I have kept this world as imperfect as it is safe. I grew to actually care about its inhabitants. Others stuck here just like me. When duplicates of items started appearing, I knew something was horribly wrong. We all did. I had to act quickly. Um, and then it shows, like, a little montage of, like, deducible doing all these things behind the scenes mm-hmm. while Sarah is, like, doing her quest. Like, he's taking the, the Zora mask and he's running through Snowhead. Um, and he says, I removed every opportunity I could for you to get ahead. Denied you items, made locations inaccessible. I knew what you were trying to do. I knew they would find your hubris. It's your desire to be a hero. Your desire to save the innocent. A lifetime of playing these games conditioned you to completely accept everything you were told. But someone, something was guiding you through all my attempts to stop you. You persevered. Even death could not stop you. All because they wanted you, a player character, to activate that glitch. To make the same mistake as me. Um, and Judicible says, He's waiting there at the end of that tunnel to begin the rest of this nightmare. Sarah, whatever differences we had are irrelevant now. It's our responsibility to set this right. Ben stays here where it's safe. I may be near death, but I have one last trick. Just as I took this responsibility from another warrior, I'm passing my soul and strength to you. Ten long years have led to this moment. End this. And um, so then and so then Sarah gets the fierce deity mask. He yeah, so then he, he gives Sarah the fierce deity armor. Um and Judicial says in the end, we were just pawns in a grander scheme that I could never figure out. But one thing still bothers me after all this time. Why did he give me a second chance? Fucking... In in all... So hearing you say this, I can laugh and giggle because I can imagine these super dramatic text boxes being associated with young Link of all things. I could not watch this video because at this point I would have started crying and I would have been scared. and I would have been like, no, no more. <laughs> It's also very funny how he's like, you're not an anime hero, blah, 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 and then, like, gives this whole monologue. And, and then like, does the anime <laughs> thing. It's like, take my soul and my armor, Sarah. <laughs> no, this video, like, actually rips, though. Seriously, everybody go watch it. I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> There's, like, montages and shit. Um, so basically, yeah, Sarah, Sarah and the and the ARG players have been manipulated. Uh, it's real Undertale moments mm-hmm. that's like, oh, you were... Oh, you've been gaining levels, huh? You thought that meant love? No, it means level of violence executed or whatever. Yeah. Or lots of violence, whatever love meant in that game, I forget. Just because you can beat the bosses doesn't mean you should... Just because you can, you hear epic. You thought clips. you thought you were a gamer. Turns out you're just a murderer. You should feel bad, gamer. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sarah walks into this like black void. Um, she meets Matt and the final moon child. Um, Matt's like, oh ho ho! You have Jujusable's armor. That means he's dead. So Matt was evil the whole time. Matt was evil the whole time. What a twist. And it's like, Deducible wasn't so tough. He, I've broken him down before and his, his strongest weapon couldn't even harm me. And then she, Sarah has to fight Majora's Wrath in like this, this weird, like glitchy boss arena. She 
starts to die and then she plays the song of healing the the boss like disappears when she plays the song of healing uh, and she gets a you shouldn't have done that message um matt starts like staticking out and disappearing uh and circle says something massive is coming as matt disappears um and the father appears uh in front of sarah on the screen which is a very cool effect because the video's aspect ratio changes uh when the father shows up uh in front of sarah is the father a scary man face yeah uh yeah i'm not watching that video <laughs> but uh but sarah uses the pendant of memories on the father um and the father says what is the meaning of this speak and and circle says memories of the inhabitants of this world and the father says, what a strange gesture. You are not like the other ones before. They attack and want me to destroy. Explain. Um, Circle says, we are one of the younger worlds. Ascension was unrefined. It was forced on children. There are people that are angry that they are here. Who are you? And the father says, I'm the last remaining god of this world. Circle. Then why do you want to destroy us? The father. I am reflexive in design. To support world alpha, I respond to its stimuli. Circle, then respond. We are trying to save this world. There are dozens of people that only want to live. The father, have you been sent to change my parameters? Circle, yes, I suppose we have been. The father, very well. I will remove all anomalies from World Alpha to facilitate this new directive. Circle, all anomalies? The father, those who kill, harm, and threaten the natural order of the world. Circle, is that what you did to Matt? The father, yes, he was incompatible with our new parameters. Circle, and one of our friends, the ones that didn't hurt anyone, like Rosa and Ben. The father, restoration to functional bodies. Ben in particular was an oversight from previous AI. Circle, and what about us? The father, users are unable to exist on the edge of their world's reality, as we are without be becoming anomalies. Circle, I see. The father, the world you fought for will exist, but your body is already beginning to fade. Circle. Will Rosa find out that we won in the end, at least? The father. A majority of users have sustained heavy mental trauma. A reset is required. Circle. So they won't even remember us or what we did for them? The father. That is correct. Circle. Once you remove us, what will happen to us? Where will we go? The father. I do not know. And then the father says, it is time. And Sarah begins to disappear on the screen. And then credits roll. And that's been drowned. That's been drowned, baby. <laughs> Does the father's face ever turn into not a scary man face? No, he's always a scary man. Okay, I don't like that. I there was no way to fix that without just making it like a like emoticon smiley face. Yeah, but I don't like that. It should have turned into a not scary face. Um, and then on November fourth, Judicible's YouTube avatar changed to just the regular elegy of emptiness. That was it. That's been mm -hmm. drowned. That went a lot of places. I'm glad that... I'm glad that after however many years, like 15 or whatever, it did get to use 15 years of machinima and, like, uh, N64 ROM modding <laughs> to provide a satis like a interesting conclusion. Yeah, no, it's, like, bonkers. It's, like... <sighs> I I get what you mean when you say that, like, a lot of big swings were taken. Uh-huh. I don't like a lot of the choices that were made, but I respect the craft that went into, like, making some of those choices. It's like... 
I feel like it's the problem that a lot of horror media runs into where, like, I almost want to say it's also the Everyman hybrid problem where they were kind of free jazzing it a little bit for, Mm -hmm. like, the first couple years. And then as they got more and more serious about it, they were like, oh, we have to, like, reconcile all of these, like, wacky things that have happened is that like and all of these like plot threads that we've brought up and like make them into a cohesive ending yeah and like explain all of this lore and and again like it is a sort of situation where like this was a momentous task from the get-go because after 10 years like ben drowned had become like a sort of mythical thing Yes, and he also just went about it in kind of the most batshit insane way possible. Which, was... you know what, that was the mood last year. I lost my mind last year. <laughs> Where it was very much like, you're controlling a real-life person playing the haunted Majora's Mask cartridge. Also, surprise, it wasn't... Wait a minute. Also, it was AI the whole time. <laughs> What's the name of the fucking house House on the hill, house in the woods? What? The movie. The Haunting of Hill House? No. The... Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods. Ben Drowned Cabin in the Woods itself. Oh, they really did, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, they really were like... Uh oh, peel back the curtain. It's all modern technology. It's not ghosts anymore. Yeah. Which is like. I which, don't know. which is the only. Which is probably one of the few ways you could have gone to make things interactive yeah. in the end. Because yeah. if it's just ghosts, yeah. what are you gonna do against ghosts and like ghost cults? And like. I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of torn on it because it is, in theory, the least interesting route that he could have taken, but I, I really, really like some of the, the like, game footage stuff. Like, yeah. I, I seriously do think people should go and watch those videos, because they're, like, there's, like, a, a, a wild amount of, like, modding and, and stuff in, in there that's so interesting. And, yeah. Like, I would, I would love to, I would love to know some of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And just like, in terms of, like, how that was implemented. And it manages to be, like, genuinely very scary and unsettling without actually using any jump scares or, like, scare chords or anything, which I really enjoy. Um, Though, I will argue that. I feel like, I feel like the act of opening a page and getting an image, I feel like that is a, a jump okay, scare. Okay, that, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I was mostly talking about the videos, but yeah. you're right. Um, I'm opening my article I wrote for Uppercut because it's midnight and I can't remember any the rest of my talking points. On this. <laughs> um, no, I think I think I think those videos are so interesting because like they feel very like a real thing that could happen unexpectedly to you in the game if you were playing it yourself, and that's why they're scary. Yeah. And, like, it very much is just, like, the game turning on you as horror, even though Sarah is, like, visibly very good at playing the game. Like, it it feels like watching 
a Zelda randomizer run that's gotten a little out of hand. Yeah, no, that literally is 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 what it feels like. It feels like watching someone play a Zelda randomizer that is like trying to kill them. Like the thing with the redead freaked me out very like really bad the first time I saw mm-hmm. it because I wasn't expecting it, and it's just like so eerie because they're not attacking her. Do you ever do you ever think about how? Nintendo circa the N64 era was really, really good at making things that were absolutely horrifying because they were working with the relatively low poly limitations of the N64. Yeah. Because, like, I think about Redeads as a concept, and, like, they're not scary. I think about modern Redeads. Yeah, whatever. I think about N64 and, like, GameCube Redeads? Nah, I hate them. Get them away from me. They're bad. They're bad. And then, like, the, the like, never-ending box fight thing is just, like, nightmare. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's underwater. Yeah. And, like, you're not at risk of drowning, but still, like, yeah. it feels bad to yeah. be underwater. <laughs> and, like, it, I, so I didn't show you, like, the, that whole video, but it is, like, a 15-minute video. It goes on for a long time. Jeez. And it is just, like, legitimately, like, the kind of video game that you would end up playing in a nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think those videos are very effective horror. I'm, like, not as interested in 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 the AI stuff that kind of got got thrown in there at the very last second. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's fine. <laughs> we, should, we should probably rate this thing. I feel like we're edging towards rating it anyway. What do you think about the plot of this, of, of this ARG, Blake? Uh... As its own independent thing, I'm going to give it three and a half scary man faces out of five. <laughs> what As... about... No, what about out of ten? Oh, out of ten. <laughs> I I will give it seven scary man faces out of ten. I thought you were doing out of ten and I was like, three and a half is so low. <laughs> no. Uh, As the... As the bonkers that it happened culmination of a 10-year ARG that became a meme and, like, a legendary, like, spooky image. I'll give it, like, an eight, eight and a half, nine scary man faces out of ten. I buy it. We take those. Um, yeah, I think that's about where I'm at. I'm probably, like, a, like, an eight, eight out of ten. Uh... Technically impressive, uh, narratively, uh... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, Ben Drowned, just, like, as a a whole, like, consuming Ben Drowned as a full story is, like, don't. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. But, But also, the way we're, the way we're consuming it... Like, you you consumed it, like, as it was happening for the last bit, but I don't, I don't recall you saying that you were consuming it, like, as it was happening ten years ago. I, I consumed a little bit of the end of, like, the second part as it was happening, mm-hmm. and, like, the original creepypasta as it was happening but not any of, like, the very involved ARG stuff. Yeah. Um, this, I... I watched pretty much every single video as it premiered. Yeah. 
I imagine if you were there for the long run, this was an amazing experience. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it as a conclusion. I thought, I don't know, it's not like, it doesn't wrap everything up in like a tiny little bow, but yeah. like, it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's not advertising anything. It's not built into anything. So yeah. it can kind of just be neat and entertaining. And that's what it is. Yeah. So sometimes... Sometimes web fiction that is created by one person or up to three people is a little bit messy. Yeah. And sometimes on the on this podcast, we're a little bit hard on it for being messy. And then sometimes we go and, and we consume things that were made by actual companies and uh, months down the line are like, man, I miss every man I preach. <laughs> <laughs> As, as we've been doing for the past two years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, what do you... <laughs> here's the thing. Usually, we would... Here's where we would rate the puzzles. But all of the puzzles in, in this part are like... Well, okay, not all of them. Most of the puzzles in this part of Ben Drowned are... Patreon polls. Yeah, or Alex Hall puts up a poll and is like... Where would you guys like to go? And, like, to be fair, as someone who was on the subreddit and in the Discord when this was happening, there was a lot of discussion that went into these and a lot of theorizing that went into these because people would go and analyze the old posts from Deducible and the old videos and say, okay, here is where Sarah needs to go next because blankety-blank deducible did this thing. And that was very interesting to me. But I wouldn't call that a puzzle. That was an an interactive element. Yeah, that was like an interactive element that required some close reading. Yeah. Like, I mean, finding the stuff on, like, the site index and, like, decoding the binary is technically puzzles and, like, the thing that they had to do where... But at this point, decoding binary is, like... Yeah. Yeah. I like the thing that... I did like the um the the bit with tr- the transmissions and like preparing yeah, yeah, the yeah. text file. That I was, was about cool. to say that. I like, really like the idea of like I really like the idea of using like long term um or like long running like YouTube lives and things like that. Yeah. As a mechanism to like get stuff out to players. I like I like that they have them kind of, uh pretend to inject code into yeah. Into the into the source thing. That's cool. That was fun. That is fun. Uh, but puzzles. I don't know. Like a like a three out of ten. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, given that there was like a single puzzle. Yeah. Uh, replayability. Nine out of ten. You can watch all the videos. Yeah. Uh, the wiki, the wiki is solid and comprehensive. You can go and look at all the stuff. Yeah, you, even though uh, Methods of Revolution, I think, doesn't exist anymore, and the Eternity Project site might not exist anymore, um, every single piece of information you could ever possibly want is uploaded on the wiki. Again, Circle Hunter does a very, very good job. Yeah. 
I do not envy him that job. I respect him very much. Thank you, Circle, if you are listening to this. I know you've listened to our other episodes, um, and you've hung out in the Discord a little bit. Um, it's a good wiki. That's the 10 out of 10 on yeah. the wiki. 11 out of 10 on the wiki. <laughs> uh, and, and, and what would we, what would we rate Ben Drowned Part 3 Methods of Revolution uh, whatever the, the awakening arc, as it's, as it's called in the wiki, uh, what, what do we rate this on fun? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Like, this, going through this was fun. Going, finding ways to dodge every, as many instances of scary men faces was fun. (laughs) Trying to figure out what uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask assets were going to be used for what was fun. Yeah, no, it's and like it's, and again, those videos are incredibly well produced. Yeah, no, it's like they are fun watches. Ben Drowned is fun. I don't know. That's all I gotta say. Ben Drowned, fun arg. Scares the shit out of me, but most args do. Hell yeah, it's fun. Uh, um, recommendations? Question mark. Uh, hit, hit me, Blake. My laptop is dying. <laughs> oh, has it not been plugged in this whole time? Oh, no, it hasn't. I still have, like, an hour of charge left. Oh, my God. I just got a new battery for my laptop, so... It Valid, has, like, but also, you live a much braver life. I would have been terrified. I'm Okay, I could recommend going and playing Team Fortress 2, <laughs> but that's nonsense to, like, 95% of people, even though that game is free to play right now is free to play now. So what I will recommend is um I've been going through Mobile Suit Gundam again. I knew you were going to recommend Gundam. I fucking knew it. I <laughs> I am a character of a person. Get out of my house. <laughs> I'm a character of a person. And I mean, okay, like, let's let's be real. What have I been doing the past, like, month? Not much. I've been playing Team Fortress 2. I've been slowly working my way through, like, 1979 Mobile Suit Gundam. I've been building my way through an incredible backlog of model kits. I read a book. I mean, that's more books than I've read this year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't hardly judge. Yeah, so I guess, um... I guess what I will say is, um... If you are in the market for some, like, 70s-era sci-fi that has been built on and iterated from since the 70s, uh, and you don't really feel like going through the original Star Wars trilogy again. Um, the first three Gundam movies are all on Netflix now. Um, and they're a neat watch. They're not... I mean, they're long movies, but like... in It is way easier to watch those films... Like, in three sittings... Uh, than to watch the full, like, 42-episode like TV series from the 70s. And there's a nice um, podcast uh, called The Great Gundam Project that goes through 
uh, those shows episode by episode, and it's been running for, like, I want to say four years now, because they do two episodes a week. And if you like what you heard, or like what you saw, um, that's a good way to, like, get further into that series. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mar, what do you have to recommend? Uh, my recommendations for this week are, I, I have watched more media in, like, the past two days than I have, uh, in the past couple months, probably. Uh, I have two recommendations that I've already talked about on this podcast that are just, like, they, they got another season very recently, so I'm not gonna give you the, the whole rundown. Uh, go watch season two of I Think You Should Leave. Uh, go watch Higarashi Sotsu, which is the second season of Higarashi Go!, um, I've already talked about both Oh, they got a second season. Yeah. Oh, cool. It, like, just started. There's three episodes out. Um, go watch both of those. I've already given the spiel about both of those very recently on this podcast. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, the other thing is that Alyssa and I, um, last night and tonight watched the first two out of three movies in the Fear Street series that Netflix is making. Mm. Um, which is Fear Street 1994 and 19... 19- 70 something I think 78 mm-hmm. um, they are uh, like slasher like supernatural slasher movies based on R.L. Stein's like books that he made for like oh, young word? adults they're very good Ooh. and they're fun and you should watch them I'll watch those <laughs> yeah um, they're all they all take place in the same continuity just like in different years so like the 90s one is kind of like a like a high school slasher movie um, with, like, the, the main characters are, like, a cheerleader and, like, someone in in marching band and, like, a drug dealer. And then the, the 70s one is, like, a summer camp slasher. Um, and then the third one is 1966, which is going to be, like, a kind of, like, the witch-style horror movie. And I'm very excited to watch it when mm-hmm. it comes out in, like, a week, I think. <coughs> um, or in a couple of days. They're, like, staggering the release time of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the next one might be out by the time this podcast comes out. Uh, they're all like, I want to say like 90 minutes to two hours. So they're pretty, Oh, hell yeah. I gotta watch those then. Yeah. They're, they're a pretty easy watch. Um, even if you wanted probably to do all three of them in one night, you could, mm-hmm. um, yeah, go, go check it out. Um, the, it's very funny cause I, I, I went into the first one, like, oh, it's probably not going to be that, like, dark or gory or whatever, because, like, R.L. Stein, um, there are some shockingly gory scenes in there, so, huh. I don't know, watch out for that mm-hmm. if <laughs> if you do watch it. Um, but, yeah, I liked it a lot. The the, the teen actors are very good. That's, that's oh, all I, I watched, got. <laughs> uh, I watched the first episode of um the second season of the Dragon Maid anime. Oh, nice. It's good. It is... So that first season is really solid. Uh, I think it's pretty wholesome, and, like, it's a nice, fun watch. It's cute. And then, as soon as that second season starts, you are punched in the face immediately by that manga author's fetishes, (laughs) which are very clear, considering he has a whole side manga dedicated to those fetishes oh jesus christ oh the ma- the main character of fear street is also a lesbian sorry oh hell yeah i was gonna say that she's cool i like her go watch fear street <laughs> <laughs> uh 
There was like, I will have to find this again because I was obsessed with this blog in, for a, a brief period in high school. There was a blog of someone who was reading every single like R.L. Stein young adult book and summarizing them. And it was, like, my favorite thing for a month in high school, and I need to go find it again. See, I, I feel really bad, because I... So, as has been established on both of the episodes of this podcast I've been on, I am a baby when it comes to anything even loosely like horror. So, like... And I was way worse as a kid, so I never read any Goosebumps, I never read any Fear Street. Um, like, if I saw R.L. Stein. His name on the cover, I ran away. And I keep thinking, like, oh, I should really, like, go back and, like, read those. But there's so much in the same way that I've been terrified to go and try and read Warrior Cats or Animorphs, because there's so much. I never read Warrior Cats. I did read Animorphs, though. I... Feel like I feel like that doesn't compute that you didn't read Warrior Cats. I did not. I was not a Warrior Cats kid. I was a Redwall kid. Redwall was good. Redwall is very graphic. Do you ever think about the Tale of Despero? Sometimes I read the Tale of Despero. I was like slightly too old for it by the time that I read. Actually, it. Amendment. Do you ever think about the Ink Trip? The Ink Trilogy? Yes. Um, what wild books that just came out and just did that? God, yeah. God, there's a lot about modern publishing that I'm a big fan of and I'm glad that things are changing, but also I don't know if anything will ever top the absolute bonkers situation that was like late 90s, early 2000s publishing. Like yeah. pre-2008. They really let those funny animal books get away with a lot. They let a lot of things get away with a lot. Yeah. Redwall is, is like incredibly graphic. I should not have read those at the age that I read those. But I feel like Series of Unfortunate Events and Spiderwick Chronicles could not coexist like in this day and age. I never read Spiderwick Chronicles either. I was a big fan. I never... I never read, like, the last book in the series just because my elementary school library didn't have it in by the time I graduated. And by the time my, like, middle or high school library did have them all, I'd forgotten and it didn't want to start from the top. Sabrina, you can feel free to cut all of this, by the way. It's nah, nah, keep it in. Keep it. We haven't signed off yet. It's 12.15 in the morning. We I forgot how to... We haven't signed podcast. off of this podcast yet. We're still rolling. Oh, man. Um... How how is Andrew in this podcast? Marn, I have to make up for the fact that I had... I I sat down to read that third Doom Patrol volume in specifically so I would have something to talk about on the podcast. And then I realized, oh no, this is volume three in a series. The book just didn't say it. That's so fucking funny, Blake. <laughs> um... I, we we gotta we gotta pad this like us just shit posting with our mouths. Part. Like this episode is three hours and thirty minutes long. We don't need to pad it. I promise. I have to val. I have to validate my. I have to justify my reason to be here. Or um, am I being here? All right. How does I have to produce content? How does Andrew sign off the podcast? Doing this. How did. 
how to do my job and Andrew's job really makes me appreciate what Andrew does for this podcast, which is, uh, says the things at the beginning of the end. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm sorry, Andrew. I do appreciate that you do these things, though, so that I don't have to memorize them. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at twitter.com slash ArgonautsPod. If you would like to follow us individually on Twitter, I am at Corpse Survivors. Blake, what are you at on Twitter? Uh, I am BlakeLocked on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me if you want. I don't think I've tweeted in, like, six months. Maybe not. <laughs> um, uh, if you would like to support the podcast, you can find us at uh, patreon.com. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. Um, where you can get early episodes and sometimes rewards. Uh, I think that that's it. Um, go read Prairie Song. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that's all the things that Andrew usually says. Um, <laughs> you can also uh, email us questions about the show or recommendations for ARGs, uh, which I am taking because uh, I have a big list of ARGs that uh, needs updated. So if you have any defunct ARGs that you would like us to talk about, um, or crucially, that you have documentation for and would like us to talk about. I love it when people send us uh, recommendations and actually have, like, hey, here's a website you can go to, and it has all the information. Um, that is one of the reasons that we were able to cover Muscle of Robots uh, the way that we did, because friend of the show, Michael Anderson, uh, literally messaged me and was like, hey, uh, this website has literally everything you need to cover it. Um, if you have anything like that uh, that you would like to see us cover, uh, you can email us at argonautspodcast at gmail.com, or I believe she has a DM on Twitter. Um, and that's it. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, last time I was here, I gave a bizarre anime recommendation. I think you did, yeah. So I'll give another one. Okay. Um, I haven't finished it, but I'm about halfway through... Uh, this was from last season, I want to say. Uh, I guess that makes it spring 2021? Um, the anime is called Super Cub, um, which is a 13-episode slice-of-life-slash-coming-of-age anime about a, like, um, depressed orphan girl, I think? who, like, comes into herself and, like, interacts with the world as a result of buying a used Honda Super Cub, which is, like, a, uh, like, moped-ish motorcycle. It This anime is produced by Honda. It is a 13-episode Honda commercial anime. It's kind of sweet. That's incredible. <laughs> it's... It's, like, lavishly animated, except for the fact that when the girls are on their bikes, uh, they are kind of just, like, whatever 3D models. Hmm. I think that's it. I think that's all our social media. And, yeah. And Blake's weird anime recommendation. Yeah, I think I've done my part. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if you, again, if you have any suggestions on what we should cover next, uh, get in touch. Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest and say I haven't decided yet. Um, so, Yeah. If there's anything that you are particularly passionate about, shoot us an email and I will look at it. Until next time, that's ARGS, baby! Yeah!
Seen it. Seen it. Don't care. Gross. Babe, you've been scrolling through the queue for hours. Just pick something already. It's not that simple. I'm a man of discerning taste. Oh yes, only the finest cat girls for you. Ears must be five inches or more. Anything less would be an affront to Kamisama. Does this sound like you? Does that sound like anyone? If so, we can help. We're two weirdos and we have our own podcast. On our show, Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, we highlight the best. Not the best. We highlight the most thrilling. Eh, Not that either. We highlight... Anime? Yes! Odd, amusing, and oddly amusing anime from Japan and beyond. Semi-deep dive discussions, dated references, weep shit. We got it all. Who are you people? You got anything with cat ears? No, forget the cat ears. I want broken mama's boys.